Terry, is it just me or is Brian's vocabulary expanding? He used a three-syllable word succinctly. Did you look that up, by the way? It's It scared me a little bit, to be honest with you. <laughs> it scared me, too. I thought I was stuttering. <laughs> you, you thought he was speaking a foreign language. Yeah. All this time, I thought I was the second smartest in this trio, and now I realize I'm laughing. <laughs> Live your life with purpose, change someone's life for the better, and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. Now here's Dan, so let's get started. As Christians, we're always looking for effective ways to share our faith, to tell others about Jesus and about his love and what he's done for us on the cross. And witnessing can be a little bit tricky at times because I've seen people who are so enthusiastic and so anxious to bring people in the kingdom that they actually can push people away and and turn them off. You know, Jesus gave us a great parable in the New Testament that uh, we're going to read here in just a little bit, but it was a parable of a farmer. And he compares like bringing people into the fold, he compares it with farming and a good farmer that understands different types of soil and knows how and where and when to plant the seed. And that's really what our goal is as believers, is to become good fishers of men and know how to uh, make Christianity appealing and attractive so that others will want what we have. I'm Dan Wheeler. I'm one of your hosts, and the other two are Brian Rowland and Terry Steen. And we're even going to bring in our producer, John Matarazzo, on this one. We call it Seeds Without Weeds, because if you're planting seeds in a garden, you are going to get weeds. And we feel like those come from the devil, and we've got to, to keep him out. He's going to try his darndest when a seed is planted to steal it or to choke it. And so we're going to talk about that. Brian, you had a a big hand in putting this one together. The parable of the farmer, Mm -hmm. uh, that obviously has always had an impact on you. Yeah, it sure has, because it's uh, you hear more people talking about how they're always sowing seed. They're witnessing and they don't see results. And and I'm looking at them and I'm saying, well, you don't you can't save people. Only God can. (laughs) We're we're just supposed to. point we want to say right away it's not up to us is it that's right we just point people to the lord and and we're supposed to be sowing seeds and being an example and that's what i get out of this this uh, parable too and he, he breaks it down so succinctly as to as to the different types of soil and who who's accepting that and we have to realize that that's not always people that are ready to hear the word of god so it may not just be sharing the word with them there it may be being an example to them of how we are supposed to live our lives. Uh, it could be anything, just being a friend to somebody and being there for them is actually sowing seeds. And I think that that's one thing that we, we're learning as we read through this passage is that there, we're, when, we're, when we're sowing seeds out there, we are going to hit different types of ground and we have to be aware of what grounds we're at. We can't change the soil and make it right. Only God can, but we can be there and continue to do what he tells us to do. And that is to sow the seeds and to share him. Terry, is it just me or is Brian's vocabulary expanding? He used a three syllable word succinctly. 
Did you look that up, by the way? It's it scared me a little bit, to be honest. With you. <laughs> yeah, it scared me too. I thought I was stuttering. <laughs> you, you thought he was speaking a foreign language. Yeah. All this time, I thought I was the second smartest in this trio, and now I realize I'm last. <laughs> Well, Terry, really, let's admit four of your best years were the fourth grade. So it's true. I did excel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Brian's right, though. I mean, you know, Jesus did give us some good heads up there in in this parable where he's talking about the different soils and, and how some people it's really, you know, the gospel when they hear it, it's really going to go deep and, and the seed is planted. But others, it can take a little bit longer and uh, one in particular he talks about is is the hard ground and the person that really is hard of heart. You want to read it, Ter? I'll be happy to. Uh, if just to let everybody have a basis in Matthew the thirteenth chapter three through nine it says then he told them many things in parables, saying a farmer went out to sow his seed, and as, as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it didn't have much soil, and it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came out, the plants were scorched, and they withered because there were no root. Others fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. And still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, thirty times what was sown, and then Jesus says, whoever has ears, let him hear. And there were so many people that listened to what he said right there, did not understand it, and he had to explain it to the disciples later. But as we know, the as we talk through each of these soils, because basically everyone we come in contact with will probably have one of these soils as their heart. For instance, the first one that he talked about, it fell along the path. So it was on the wayside. It wasn't actually into the soil as it should have been. And so these people heard, but they didn't understand. So I think about a person maybe who they might watch Christian television, but and they may hear the salvation message, but they don't really understand what it's all about. Maybe they even said the salvation prayer, but they didn't really understand it, and they didn't get into a church, or they didn't meet or develop relationship with other Christians, and because they didn't pursue it, it fell by the wayside. The seed didn't take root. Yeah, that's you said something interesting. They didn't pursue it, you know, Brian, when we talk about it's not up to us to to convert every person or, or to save every person, only Jesus can do that. But uh, I guess we all do have an individual responsibility when we hear the truth to respond mm-hmm. to it. Well, that's the truth. I hope you just said it's the truth, and it is the truth. But no, we do have to respond to it, and we do have to respond to what people are asking us and, and, and asking us in truth. And that is part of sowing seeds. We're talking from from our heart that we're that we are getting from studying the word and being in the word. When we share that, 
That is the absolute truth, and God uses that. We may not see it happening at times, and that's when we get discouraged, but you don't know what kernel and what seed is sitting there, and all of a sudden it's germinating. You know, it's in the soil now, and you don't know it because God takes care of that soil. He tills that soil. He makes it ready. That first person that Terry just described, would you say he was like a Judas? That, you know, obviously Judas, he never really truly loved Jesus. I mean, obviously, he betrayed him. Yeah, and and I, I think that Judas, as being one of the 12, he saw everything that Jesus was doing. He he heard the word, and he knew it, but it didn't penetrate his heart. He had his own desires and his own goals for what he wanted for Jesus, and for, that was to satisfy what he wanted. And so that was hard ground. And I, that's why I think Judas is definitely a hard ground bearer or hearer uh, of the word. Yeah. And as Jesus is telling the the parable, you know, with all these different soils, it, it's funny because he says some fell on rocky places or, or stony ground where it didn't have much soil and it sprang up quickly because there just wasn't that depth. It was It was too shallow. And, you know, he's talking about someone who's just superficial, who doesn't want to take the time to go any deeper. They don't want to give up their their passions and and their love of things in life that really aren't important it's almost like their priorities aren't in the in the right place and sometimes that only happens when tragedy comes along or they face some very difficult times um you know there's a story in acts 8 uh about you know Simon the sorcerer and he could do amazing things and he could you know impressed crowds, but it only went so far. And then when he met Jesus and he heard the gospel, he realized that was the truth. So people are anxious for the truth, uh, but they have to be prepared. They have to be ready to receive it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's the kind of people that just think, oh man, I tried this, but it is too hard. It's too hard to be a Christian. Yeah, I'm losing my friends. Some of my friends don't like the idea. And those are the things that there's a decision time there and they didn't make the right one. Mm-hmm. It's true. And there's, there's a third one. Actually, there's different four different ones, but the third one is a thorny ground here or somebody that has thorny ground. And it's, it's, it's um, a soil that when you throw seed in, and the seed tries to grow, it's choked out by other plants. And I look at this as um, this is a person that's double-minded and a person whose heart is worldly and preoccupied. Uh, they're more interested in money or possessions or career or the arts or anything else, but it's anything but God. He's, he's Yes, he's one side, but they're always adding another. And the Bible tells us that they can't serve two masters. Over in Mark 16, uh, 4, 16, and 17, he says, Others like seed sown on rocky places— Hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they do not have no root, they last only a short time. Mm. And as soon as something comes along, their, their, their attention goes another way. They're, they're not locked in. And I look at Ananias and Sapphira as this in Acts 5, 1 through 11, where they, they were selling properties and giving the money to, to uh, the prophet there as they were supplying the needs of everybody. And God was taking care of them. And they were just giving it all back. But what do they do? They sell their property and they decide they're going to hold some back. Ananias took it to the prophet. He even said, he told him, he called them out on it. And he died right there. He had a heart attack. He died right there because he knew it was the truth and that 
he had lied and that he was holding back. And then when Sapphira came in, she said the same thing because she didn't know what had happened to him. And the same thing happened to her. So this is these are people that their soil was thorny ground and they had other things on their mind. They were happy when they heard about it and they were joyful when they received the word. But they, they couldn't stay focused on it. They had other things in mind that were better to them. And that's why it says, too, that, you know, it's harder for a rich person. It's easier for them to go through the eye of a, eye of a needle, a camel with the eye of a needle, than enter the kingdom of God. And you could see why. Yeah. Because they got, they have something instant that's right there now, but they don't have anything that's internal. Yeah. And they can't focus on that. And the world presents that picture all the time. You know, you got to have a new car, you got to have a bigger house, mm-hmm. you got to have nice clothes. It's all about money, money, money. Yeah. yeah that's right. Right. Terry, I remember in college, we were thrilled when we had 10 bucks to get some hot chocolate and donuts. <laughs> oh, right. my goodness. My mom would send me $5 a week. Yeah. <laughs> my dad wow. once in a while dropped me a 20, and then we were having a good time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We oh, could go yeah. down to the grocery store, and then everybody knew we had the food, though. It's like they could hear us chewing on a donut. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so then the fourth soil is where we want to be, isn't it? That's the good soil. Me being an Iowa boy, I understand that soil, we've we've talked about all the hard soil and the soil with the weeds. Well, good soil doesn't just happen. It takes work. Good soil has to be tilled. Good soil has to be fertilized. It has to, the work has to be done for there to be good soil. But then, of course, Jesus tell us that, tells us that that represents the person who hears, the person who understands. And when that seed gets planted in that good soil, then that's when the results come. That's when the crops are yielded. And he talks about how it's a 100, it's a 60, it's a 30. You know, all of us who have accepted the Lord and have grown in maturity in life, we have a responsibility to share that and perpetuate that growth. And it's interesting that he gives everybody different giftings and different abilities to yield those crops. So we don't, we're not all going to reproduce the same. He's given us different skills, hasn't he? Yes, he has. And, uh, you know, there's that verse we're going to talk about later, but, uh, you know, I planted a polis water, but God gave the increase. It, it really is. We don't know what God is going to use, and we don't know how what kind of an impact we're having on people. I remember at one of my high school reunions, I, I think it was probably our 35 or 40-year reunion, a guy came up to me. His name's Steve Dennison, and uh, I'd played sports with him. And he came up to me and he said, I've been looking for you for years to tell you I'm a Christian today because of you. And I I said, really? What did I have to do with it? And he goes, well, before every basketball game, before the coach would talk to us, after you'd get dressed, you would always go into a corner of the locker room and kneel and pray. And you didn't think anybody noticed. And some of the guys would kind of elbow each other and go, look at Wills. He's over there praying, kind of make fun of you. He goes, but it made an impact on me. I said, he's got something. There's something real that he believes in, and he's going there for strength. And I honestly didn't know that anybody ever saw me do that before a game. That is so mm-hmm. neat. And that's the epitome of sewing. You know, I was, mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. No, I, thought I was playing basketball, but I was sewing. <laughs> you were sewing. Yeah, you were a better sewer. 
Because it's, it's sharing the good news, it's sharing our testimony, but it's more than that. It's acting Christ-like. And I put that in my notes here, and that's exactly what you were doing. It's, it's stuff we say, but even more so, it's things we do. All that are part of the sewing process. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, the neat thing about Christianity, and Brian, I, I, why I'm so glad we're doing this is that Christ uses us, and when he left the world, before he left, he said, "Go." I'm reading from Mark 16, 15, Go into all the world, preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not, uh, will, not will be condemned. And these then great signs will accompany, but he, it was a direct order. That's what we're supposed to do, share the good news. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, standing on a street corner, and preaching, it's really done yeah. through relationships. And as people get to know you, sowing seeds, the seeds of the gospel is so important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hear people, a lot of them saying that I, I get discouraged because I'm sowing seeds all the time and I don't see anything happening. And again, that's not for you to do that. <laughs> you to sow the seeds as the God said to do. And just like the farmer, though, we need to be patient. And God tells us that in Isaiah 55, 11, his word will not return void. That's why we must be patient in sowing the seeds in sharing the gospel and not give up. And see, when we do that and we're patient, we'll see the plants grow. We'll see the seed growing. I'm reminded of the little kid who gets to help plant the garden. And they're so excited because they see the little green sprout pop up on the carrots and they want so bad to pull them up and see how they're doing because they're not Mm -hmm. patient enough. And once you pull them up, they're dead. You can't do it, but it's so hard not to be patient. Got to have that patience. I'm going to bring in our producer, John Matarazzo, because, John, you were talking about that before we started recording tonight, that your parents gardened and you watched all the work that went into it, but then you could compare it to sowing seeds because you've done work as a missionary. Yeah, I actually had the opportunity to help train churches uh, before we would lead an outreach just so that they would be ready to receive people that wanted to make a decision for Christ that, you know, fell in these four different areas, uh, you know, their seeds fell in these different soils. And a lot of times people would just say, well, the seed just is going to go wherever it goes. We can't really do anything about that. But God showed me a picture of himself as a good farmer and how, you know, in, in my parents' garden, if there's a seed that falls into the path and you have the opportunity, the good farmer is going to pick it back up and put it and replant it where it's supposed to go. So, you know, if it falls onto a rocky soil or there's weeds, you know, the good farmer is going to take care of that and provide the best opportunity for those seeds to grow. So it's something that we as Christians can do to help other people by, you know, whenever we see an opportunity to help them, a new Christian go along, but also just trust in the Lord that he is the good farmer. He's not going to let that seed get choked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second uh, Timothy 2, 24 to 26 says, The servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, patient with difficult people, gently instruct those who oppose the truth. I mean, you notice the words there, gently, mm-hmm. patience, be kind. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. And, uh, you know, Terry, I'm sure we all have personal examples of our life when we blew it, when we didn't. 
act that way. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, to be honest, I beat myself up sometimes when I think I'm not a very good sower of the seed because I don't, I, I don't, I'm not confrontational. I don't tend to share verbally as much as I probably need to, but I, I guess the way I tend to do it is through kind deeds and through actions and through living a Christian life. And then as it opens opportunity, I'll share, but I, I don't do as good a job as I should to be proactive in that. So I know that's something I have to work on. Uh, but I think being a part of fearless faith has been helpful because I'm, I'm not quiet about sharing our ministry and what we're doing, and that opens doors by itself. Yeah. And Brian and I would like to help you with the kind deeds. Uh, you could each give, give us each $5,000 is what I'm ready <laughs> And there again, I like to pray about it first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, guys, man, this time is really getting away from us. I, I think we're going to jump ahead to the harvest. Reaping the harvest, Brian, you know, Christians like farmers will reap a harvest. It says if we don't grow weary in well-doing, and we need to keep praying and waiting. And, you know, I know my mom, she prayed for people all her life. And some came to the Lord and some didn't, but she never gave up. And, I, I you know, we can't give up. Our, our culture is based around instant gratification, but farmers are patient people, aren't they? And just like farmers, our, our, our work is to sow and to water and to not grow weary or give up. Um, God promises uh, to grow the good, and he will. And, and by our, our job is to, do, is to sow the seed. Our job is to water, of course, giving praise. And then God takes it from there. Even Galatians 6, 9 will say, for the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. You know, I'm, a song just popped into my head. I can't remember who did it, but it says, thank you for giving to the Lord. I am a soul that was saved. And I remember the guy's talking about a Sunday school teacher he had when he was young, and he's looking forward to seeing him in heaven and coming up saying, hey, I'm yeah. a Christian because of you. Isn't that something to, to think about that that could happen? Uh, a life changed, maybe many lives changed because we were faithful and we were patient farmers and mm -hmm. sowing the seed. Very sobering. And, you know, that's one of the neat things about being a part of Fearless Faith with you guys is I feel we have opportunity to be doing that exact thing of sowing and watering. And, you know, we've talked about it. Sometimes we'll get a little discouraged because we don't see any number growth and we've done this five or six years. And sometimes, sometimes we just go, are we really having that much of an impact and it's not for us to determine that it's just for us to be faithful and do what we can do and let god take care of the rest isn't it and remember that people are watching your life you know mm -hmm. it's not always the things we say brian it's like that guy that saw me in high school doing that i had no idea i mean we may think it's little, but it's not. Those things, the way we live, the way we react to people, our patience with people, those are big things. It's true, because I said it's not just sowing the word, it's acting it. It's showing people what it is like to be a Christian, what, how, how our life is being guided. And if, if our life is being guided the way it should be, we don't react like the world reacts. You know, we don't answer 
to people as the world answers. We don't walk away from trouble that somebody else is having. We're there for them. Little things like that is all sowing the seed because we're being Christ-like. And if you're putting that in the mindset to be Christ-like, you are sowing seed. How do we finish strong in our life? We do it by sharing the gospel, by committing ourselves to be faithful witnesses, to be examples, to let Christ speak through us, act through us mm-hmm. in, in kindness, in love, and patience. And boy, I tell you guys, in today's world, it's hard to keep that attitude, isn't it? I see things, I, I should just stop watching the news. I just, mm-hmm. I get so upset, but I have to remember that these people that are making me upset, God loves them. Yeah, <laughs> right. And we right. have to pray for all of them to accept the Lord. That is, that is the only hope mm-hmm. for the world, right. for our country. That's so, right. uh, boy, it's, it's, I can't believe how fast time goes mm-hmm. when we get on a topic like this. John, is there anything we have to remind people of? or We want to remind people to make sure that you join the email list for Finish Strong and Fearless Faith. That way you don't miss anything that we're doing because you never know how well Facebook is going to get the message out or some of these other social media things. But if you join that email list, then you, you'll make sure that whenever a new episode comes out, you're going to get an email to let you know that there's a new episode and you don't want to miss it. And you'll just be able to click the link right in there. So no matter what happens, we want to stay connected with you. And so just go to ffaith.org to sign up. Lift up your eyes and look under the fields, for they are ripe and ready for harvest. And we have to sow the seeds, and then we will harvest great rewards. And we may not know about any of them until we get to heaven, but what a day that will be. Thank you so much for tuning in for another edition of Finish Strong. And we'll look forward to you joining us next time. God bless. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong. Finish Strong.